0: Hey, welcome to episode number 27 of the GoToPhysio podcast. In today's episode, we talk all about the importance of the upper ribcage and the occiput to cervical spine health. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to episode number 27 of the GoToPhysio podcast. My name is Dave Sullivan, and another week down in the GoToTurpes mentorship. And in this episode, I want to talk about some key lessons and and i suppose topics that therapists learned in module five which is all about the cervical spine and in the mentorship just like last week's episode where we talked about when we look at lumbar spine patients we put a big emphasis on ribcage mobility what's happening at the pelvic floor what's happening at the diaphragm what's happening at the abdominals the transverse abdominals because they're all interlinked and we take this approach and we also use it for the cervical spine and Clinically, I found this um, approach to be very, very effective if we follow a systematic process and how we continue this approach up the chain is if we look at a cervical spine patient and <clears throat> um, a, um, let's say, for instance, um, a lower cervical uh, nerve root or, you know, a disc issue that, you know, a lot of us would, would come up against we would still ask the question what's not doing its job okay or why is this area of the body sensitized or um, why is this part of the body maybe tolerant a little bit more load than um, it would like and hence potentially giving it um, you know a conscious uh, the person a conscious experience or conscious sensation that something maybe isn't quite right and, and they need to take action so we start module five by talking about the importance of the upper limb and specifically what we covered in module three which is um, force transmissions from the fingertip all the way up to the shoulder we continue that journey in module five and again if there's a poor force transmission maybe through the upper limb if the um, upper limb is not working as one, then very often what we may see is we may see somebody um, as they're going to lift something that we might lose a co-contraction at the elbow, and then the other thing that might couple with that is more than likely an elevation of the um, of the scapula, the upper trapezius may tend to help out, etc. And again, if we look at these tissues and where they attach. Uh, the trapezius again it's attaching to that um to the cervical spine again okay? and obviously thoracic as well but um well the middle fibers but the the point here is again what's not doing its job the 80 percent that's maybe causing the 20 percent of the attention that we'd focus on which will be obviously the traps because again if we felt that the traps were contributing to this pain experience um you know we might get some short term relief with a bit of massage or dry needling or know hands-on treatment whatever you know you want to do even manual therapy at the cervical spine but the next time that person goes to pick their child up or pick their rucksack up or pick the shopping up again um what's maybe um contributing to put an excessive load along that that cervical spine the other big thing that we want to talk about there also is the importance of the rib cage. Okay, so again, we talked about the lower rib cage in particular and the ability um, of the rib cage to depress, retract, and the ribs to internally rotate. Again, to help the obliques and, but also to um, to get some movement through that that mid back thoracic spine, so that we we don't access the lumbar spine um, maybe too quickly in the movement or or too early. So, the same thing again would happen with. The upper um, rib cage. Now, the upper rib cage, there's obviously not as much movement through that upper rib cage. But what we're particularly interested in here is the um, reactions that happen when maybe we go to reach. So again, if I'm going to reach, um you know, if I'm sat here on a chair and I reach my right hand on its own forward, essentially I'm um, I'm getting relative right cervical rotation there because my body's going to go round. Um, or my my torso is moving under my my neck so to speak so you know if you hold that position and then you um move it to the uh you, you keep that position stuck and then you you bring your hand back to the original position okay and then you're gonna see that you're actually looking over your your right shoulder essentially hopefully that makes sense on on a podcast but so the point here is we need to be able to reach we need to be able to when we reach we want to be able to protract the scapula we want that rib cage to be able to depress retract okay so again those ribs especially the upper ribs they need to be able to um to mobilize Iliocostalis again is another big tissue there and then a big big tissue that we we focus a lot on is the serratus posterior and again that's a very um important muscle in my opinion when we look again at where it attaches we can see that it attaches, um, you know, on the spinous process from um, C7, um, you know, in, into the um, upper uh, first few um, transverse um, the spinous processes. Uh, but most importantly, then um, it blends into that uh, ligamentum nuclei essentially. Okay? And again, that, that ligament, it's going to transmit forces. OK, again, it's going to maybe go up, down over the um, those forces could go over the, the higher cervical spine higher cervical spine um tissues okay so again we look at that we look at every time we need to look right those um process need to be able to mobilize okay and then most importantly we can see well not most importantly but very importantly also we can see that the serratus posterior attaches down into the ribs um i think spoke two to uh five it is okay so again we've got a muscle here that's you know Essentially in my opinion it's a big force transmitter for when we lift somebody up or we lift something up or we, we take an external load, we transmit that force to the rib cage. I think that's a big muscle. Any any muscles that attach from the ribs to the to the spine, you know, I'm thinking that a lot of these muscles, um, you know, when they work under isometric conditions are, are transmitting a lot of force as well throughout the body. Okay. So again, when I go to reach and and I want, you know, um I got to reach down okay and i i depress my rib cage on on one side that those ribs are going to have to mobilize okay and if i reach down and look over my right shoulder those ribs and that's when this process are going to have to mobilize we want that serratus posterior to be able to to lengthen but we also want it as i said to work in under under isometric conditions so again we in module five we look a lot at um You know some simple tests to see is that that ribcage mobilizing with the cervical spine is it is it mobilizing um by itself and are the both um working well together under isometric conditions but also when when these tissues need to to lengthen so that's a another big one and then the last um piece of the puzzle okay that, that i want to talk about today and it Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's show. For more clinical content and tips to help you implement this content in the real world, please visit thegotophysio.com for more information, including my six-step patient adherence checklist, which you can download for free. And also there's more blog content that helps you implement this stuff in the real world. You'll also find links to my YouTube show, The Go To Physio Show, as well as lots of more information to help you become the go-to therapist helping real patients get real results in the real world it's not the last piece of the puzzle but the last bit that that i want to talk about today is the upper cervical okay and specifically the the occiput and the ability of the head to move well on on the cervical spine so again when we go to look down or we go into neck flexion a lot of the movement at the start of the start is happening on the head over the the cervical spine okay our head on neck um so just like when we go to touch your toes we want if we can get a bit of ribcage depression, retraction we're not going to access our lumbar spine too too quickly if we have good movement of our the and even of the occiput um, occipital muscles if we can get that head moving well over the neck then again, we're not accessing that cervical spine too quickly. Okay, so again, with a lot of discus type patients, when they bring their chin to their chest, you'll see again, uh, that'll radiate some symptoms. Whereas, you know, one of the tests that I teach on module five is, is an ability to lengthen the uh, occipital. And very often when we do that test, that's going to reproduce the symptoms anyway. And we're not actually getting um, cervical um, or much cervical flexion in that test yet we're um, able to, to reproduce the person's symptoms. Again, we, we desensitize these tissues, we the ability to lengthen, and very often we'll, um, we'll increase their, their cervical flexion very, very quickly. Now, if it's a sensitized, uh, you know, quite acute sensitized patient, then, you know, they'll, they'll still probably feel that at end of range, but the, the time it takes or the range it takes before the, the symptoms come on you know, will drastically, um, dramatically improve even on, um, you know, on that first session. Then it's just the case of, of the other contributing factors and non-physical as well. You know, breeding. we talk a lot about that in module five, because again, um, you know, if we've got an increased respiratory drive, if, if our breathing is um, kind of pattern, so to speak, so off a little bit, where we're using a lot of accessory muscles, you know, the scalings, they attach down to the ribs, they attach on to that, that transverse process. Again, very, very important SCM. And obviously we, we've talked about the traps, whereas, you know, there, there's some studies showing that when we can nasal breathe, we can slow our breathing down, we can make it lighter. It dramatically uh, changes the the EMG of, of all these muscles. So again, there'll be the physical contributors, the non-physical contributors, it, and it's putting it all together. And again, that all starts at module one in the subjective assessment. Okay, so there's, there's quite a bit there that, that I've talked about today. Um, so again don't please don't just take this information and go okay that's all i need to do it it's not you know the the beauty of the mentorship is we we've been building into this okay so therapists are going to be using module one to uh, even some of the, the the movements in module two um which we look at whole body movements okay so again the ability to reach that right hand down the right leg what's happening to the rest of the body we still want to see what what's happening there and and the impact that has on, on the cervical spine so we we'll would use some of the module two assessments which will be predominantly lower limb and um, we'd use module trees and um, upper limb and um, stuff we'd use module four again looking at the ribcage uh, looking at the pelvis and mobility the ability to tolerate load well through the abdominals that's going to be very important because again we might want to help the diaphragm do a little bit more work to to take load off the accessory muscles. And then obviously we, we use module five stuff then, um, essentially as, as kind of the icing on the cake. And obviously we, we still wanna be looking at the 20% as well and, and desensitizing symptoms. Okay, so that's it for this week. Um, I hope that was useful. Uh, next week is an implementation week for the therapists um, and they, they kind of cover some business uh, content, which I'll, I'll chat a little bit about. And they also, um, I've just posted in a Facebook group, uh, this week i like them to really focus on the um, effective explanation uh, this week and, and get really good at communication skills so again using this implementation we can catch up on the content but also get even um, sharper at the communication skills as always head over to www.thegotophysio.com forward slash blog and said so we've got lots of, of content and resources um, there for you as well and obviously you can pick up my book at www.thegotophysio.com and there's as i said there's plenty of, of information about our courses or books and obviously the mentorship itself okay have a great week and i'll speak to you soon